0: You're listening to the Coach T Podcast, hosted by my dad. Welcome to another edition of the Coach T Podcast. I am your host, Isaiah Thomas. As you know, this, uh, this podcast has been a lot of fun, getting to talk to my wrestling family and get their thoughts and advice on how we can improve our coaches and really how they can bounce back from adversity. So I have a, a fantastic coach for you today. Mr. Rusty Nyland from Traverse City West. Uh, Coach has been uh, part of the Traverse City family for a long time. He's an alumnus there. And in his – going into year seven, he's won five district titles, and they made it to a regional final back in 2018. And as most things – most of the people I've brought on here, I've had some type of connection to. So me and Rusty go way back to my first year of coaching. It's actually – quite i I'd probably tell a story different than you do but uh we're, we're wrestling each other in the first round of team region i was like hey man how's it going i'm like hey how are you doing and we just kind of from there a friendship was born and we talked to each other i've spent some time in his house with his with his family and everything else and and i love the stuff that rusty has done with the program so uh a lot of good things to say and, and he has beat me a couple times so i i still feel a little sour about that but it is what it is you know <laughs> had the had the best teams at the time. So thank you for joining the program.
1: Oh, thank you for having me. And, <laughs> and let's be straight. You beat me a couple of times when it mattered. So let's, Uh, you want to talk about, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean.
1: sour in there too, buddy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, so, I mean, we, we, we've traded our bars back and forth. But it's all like we've talked about in like previous podcasts. It's always fun to go up and get your friends. It's a friendly competition. at the end of the day, we're going to break bread and, and talk about, things that that really matter in life like our kids going out for sports or doing the school plays so absolutely <laughs> so tell me and, and another thing i was gonna say is uh, another connection i have to traverse city west is my senior year when i placed the states you had a pretty good 215 pounder named philip teal um who i believe he took fourth two years uh, back to back so he's a two-time all-state and um for 215 so back then we're talking about 20 years ago uh when you placed that states, you had to be in your warm-up guard. Well, one of the wrestlers, and I don't remember the guy's name, they were not gonna let him on the podium because he had blue jeans on. So he had his warm-up top, but just blue jeans, and they were not gonna let him. And Philip, along with the other two of the Team Founders, said that's that's ridiculous. So him or somebody else gave that athlete their like warm-up shorts so they could be on the podium. And I thought that was just like a really cool gesture that you you know, we talk about like family, and except this kid had just achieved a great goal, and they weren't going to let him get recognition for it. And those guys, Philip, being kind of the spirit of that, stepped up for that. So, so yeah, I've known Phil since I was four years old. Um,
1: obviously, he got the size factor in this whole <laughs> uh, thing. He's a big um, boy, but you know, it. You know, he he placed fourth two two years in a row, which is, you know, pretty tough feat. you know, in a two hundred and fifteen, I think his his junior year. He weighed maybe two Oh five, you know, he's a pretty small guy. Um, but yeah, I think that's just a good character trait that he had. Um, and it's funny cause me and you just talked about that, um, relationships and stuff like that. I just ran into him in Traverse city. He was doing a, uh, rugby golf outing scramble that he does every year and you know we just hit it off caught up everything like that and he's doing really good so it's
0: good to keep that relationship pretty close oh yeah definitely definitely so how did you get involved in this great sport we know as wrestling
1: so wrestling does not has never been in my family um i was 85 pounds as a freshman. Um, I did the whole football thing and, you know, I couldn't even see over the line because I was so small type of thing. And so I kind of didn't know what else to do. You know, I couldn't dunk the basketball, nothing like that. So I had nothing. Um, And so the, the coach at the time um, saw me in the hallway, gym class, you know, just this, it's such a cliche story. Um, But he just, found me and was like, hey, what's your name? Uh, how much do you weigh? And I wasn't told him and he's like, you should wrestle. Um, so that was um, beginning of ninth grade year. and then you know you have the coach comes down because um, at that point ninth grade was at the middle school. it was not at the high school. Now the middle school goes sixth grade through eighth grade and high school is ninth through twelfth. Well, when I was in school, it was, um, eighth, and ninth grade at the middle school, 10th, 11th, and 12th high school. So, so I had, uh, the high school coach come down and meet with all the freshmen and he kind of just went right up to me and was super excited. Right. Cause finding a three pounder is pretty tough. Oh yeah. But if you can find an 85 pounder, you have a little bit, of a couple years possibly with him. So, um, you know, I had no idea what this was. My parents had no idea. We had to buy shoes, headgear, you name it. We didn't know what a singlet was, um, but I just felt like it was fun, right? Everybody knows how to, you know, play wrestle or whatever. If you have brothers or friends or whatever, um, but I was really interested in it, so I took a took a chance. Um, so going to ninth grade year, you know, I couldn't even fit into an extra small singlet, and. <laughs> I think I got more voids than I did get to wrestle. However, um, you know, I had some learning experience with that as well. Um, so I started, um, uh, wrestling when I was in ninth grade, I got smoked for first and second year. I had a pretty bad losing record. However, you know, I might've got some voids for the team, you know, right. um, you know, but I just started learning myself, you know, um, and that was kind of cool. And being a part of a team was really cool for me. Um, so then I, I continued going through that. You know, our team was pretty good. We actually went to um, team regionals where we lost to Bay City Western um, a long time ago. That was back in probably 2001. Um, they had a hell of a squad that year. And, um, so I had, I got to see that process of how far a team, a team can go. We almost made it to state, which was really cool. Um, junior year as an individual, uh, kind of filled into a weight class. I probably could have been one lower that just comes with an experience of, um, knowing what wrestling is, you know, but I ended up being 21 and 21 as a junior, um, which kind of gave me a little bit of confidence going into my my senior year. Um, we had taken a team, you know, to Michigan State um, team camp. You know, there was like t- 10 or 12 of us, and we went down there. We had a good time doing that kind of stuff. Um, and then moving into my senior year, I, I was wrestling 130 pounds, so I put a little bit of weight on, right? <laughs> and, I was doing really good. I was uh, at the time I was 14 and four and then my buddy decided to throw me in a lap drop and I went to block it and I fractured my elbow, which, which ended my senior year wrestling career actually just stopped my career as a, a wrestler in high school. Um, but um, you know, it was, you know what can you do right that's could be inexperienced too you know i just didn't want to get thrown and maybe i've never been thrown like that and i didn't know what to do and i posted my arm and there it is so um and that was hard you know because i was doing pretty good you know and that that was my thing right that was my sport so um you know i ended up getting you know my sling and all that stuff and i and i traveled with the team and i watched the team i you know i watched phil take fourth um, down in states that year, which was yeah. really cool to see that at the palace you know um, that was just such a sweet venue that was one of my favorites. I loved it there.
0: Yeah I feel like I should do a podcast about like the beauty of wrestling in the in the palace. That'll probably be my next one.
1: <laughs> I you know I think a lot of people would feel really good about doing that. I think a lot of coaches liked it there. Uh, It was just, it was pretty cool. Just everything about it was pretty awesome, especially, especially the finals, you know, you you just put everything right out in the middle and everybody can see and it was just, it was really cool. Great experience for sure. So that's my high school uh, career in a nutshell.
0: So after high school, what, where did you go after that?
1: so uh during my senior year i i enlisted in the navy i left uh the december after i graduated and i went off to the u.s navy so i ended up taking a little bit of break from the sport of wrestling i was on a ship for a while where I couldn't, I wasn't really at shore. I was always at sea and doing all that stuff and traveling the world, which was really awesome. And after my first tour out in San Diego, I got transferred to Naples, Italy. Ooh. Yeah. It was really cool. Uh, We enjoyed it there. There was a little Naval base there that has a department of defense school system there. Right. So in my off time, when I was not working, and I was able to go coach um, three seasons over there. Just volunteer, kind of whenever I could stop in, work with the kids, um, that sort of thing. And that was a ton of fun. I I really enjoyed rest, or coaching those kids and just helping out with those kids. Um, it's a little different over there. It's, right. The age groups are a little different too. You know, you have kids that are 16 years old and they can be, I think they can be up to 20 years old. Oh, really? Well, the reason is I think a lot of it is they travel back and forth. Kids kind of lose a year of school here and there because of orders and transferring and stuff like that. Right. So um, it was, it was really cool. There was uh, a lot of like, kids that were really tough and upbringing was a little tougher and uh, the mindset of, of them was a little different than um, some of the high school kids that I've, I've encountered with and it was, it was super fun. Um, I got to travel a little bit around Italy just to wrestle other uh, department of defense schools. Mm-hmm. But the, the best thing that I ever did was it was in 2010 uh, we got on this bus and we drove from Naples, Italy to Wiesbaden, Germany. Ooh. So they host a European wrestling championship there, which is like all it's like a state tournament, but it's for the DOD kids for wherever they're stationed over in Europe. Uh-huh. And they did it there. And, you know, we had there was a ton of kids there, you know, and they were all just tough and it was awesome to see. Uh, we ended up having two champs and we had three top four. So they, it's just basically a state tournament, but it was such an experience to see and travel and be a part of. So that was cool.
0: Yeah. I appreciate you sharing that story. Cause I don't think a lot of people know about um, the athletics when you're in the military and for the kids, for the children of those military members, like what exactly the process is and stuff. So I'm glad you're shedding light on that because I did not know that. Um, so, and I assume they do that for all the sports, right? Uh, not just wrestling, you got basketball and football and whatnot. So
1: it depends on, I think, the size of the school, but most of the time they
0: do. You yeah. know,
1: at in Naples, Italy, they'd have football games, high school games, and sometimes we go watch them. Right. Or, you know, if I was working, I'd be over there making sure. Everything was okay there, you know, just having fun and doing that type of stuff. And it's cool because it gives the opportunity to those kids, right? They deserve to have that in their lives, right? Right. It's not not like just because their parents um, are overseas or anything like that, that they can't do it. And I think that DOD did a really good job of doing that and allowing those kids to experience what everybody needs to experience in high school. So.
0: Yeah, no, I, I think that's great, and and um, yeah, because they, they they should have the same opportunities as everybody else, and and where they're at it shouldn't matter um, what's going on there. And and thank you again for your, for your service. I I appreciate my 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 wrestling people that have served our country and and what they the sacrifice they've made to make us uh, safe and free. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> um, how did you end up back in Traverse City? You know, so we had a young family, um,
1: we had three kids and we kind of didn't want to go travel back and forth and do that sort of thing. Um, my wife was actually also in the Navy and she got out and then that's when we started our family and we decided that we kind of wanted to have some roots down in a place where our kids can kind of go to the same school and grow up and have that. Um, so we decided to come back to my hometown, Traverse city. Uh, my wife is a, is from Arizona. So it was kind of a shock for her for the winters, but she loves Traverse city, um, summers and the fall and stuff like that. So it was kind of cool. Mm. Um, but, so my parents are, they're still here. So it was kind of nice. Cause that's a, a full-time babysitter just in case if, uh, you needed to do something.
0: Right. So, right. No, I, I know the, uh, feeling. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
1: So, you know, I kept in good contact with my old wrestling coach. Like I think anybody should. I think having that relationship with your coach is so important. And so I reached out to him when I got back. I was like, hey, you know, I just want to help help out volunteer and do that sort of thing. And he said, well, just come on in. You know, I talked to the the head coach at the time. And he was okay with me coming in. I started to be his assistant and got to travel. Um, and it was really cool because my old coach, his son, who I knew way back when, when I was in the wrestling room, when he was a little kid, he was actually a sophomore, excuse me, a junior in high school. And I got to coach him. Oh, and small then, world. Yeah. So that was awesome. I got to see him. He placed eighth in the state, his junior year. uh, And that was cool. So I got to go down there and uh, coach him and do that sort of thing with my old coach, which was phenomenal. He, um, he ended up being a state qualifier his senior year. And then he didn't, he didn't place, but he wrestled some pretty tough kids and he ended up going to McKendree University, and he wrestled there. Uh, he just graduated from there this year, actually. So a big, big congrats to him and what he did. Mm-hmm. And then the, the following year, his I just took over the program, and I just kind of used my mentors that I've known for a long time just to start what I felt needed to happen with Traverse City West Wrestling. So. So I mean, this is kind of a, a tricky one, and I think it can, you know it, it depends on um, the background of the coach. So when I was a young coach, I made the mistake of not sticking to my my plan, my philosophy. I was skewed in other directions because I think a lot of people didn't think I was an experienced coach. right. So I, what I would give the my advice would be, for coaches to stick to their plans, stick to their guts, stick to their philosophy, you know, get that the baseline uh, foundation, right? You have to have that pyramid of success, right? Uh, wooden's pyramid of success. Start with your right. foundation, and you can always tweak it as you go, but you always have to have that foundation. And I think if you get skewed by parents, other people of well you should do this or you're not doing this or stuff like that i think you just need to hold true to yourself and believe in what you preach just like you're trying to preach to those kids they you need them to believe you so you need to make sure you believe in yourself and what your foundation is i think that's a big thing
0: um one of the previous podcast and mentioned something about a like coaching mentorship program uh, one of the things that i've tried to do with this podcast is kind of let the younger coaches know that that coaches like yourself you know they're you're available to help like I, there's not this like oh this person has been successful i don't want to talk to them or they they wouldn't want to talk to me well uh, what do you what would a coaching mentorship program in your opinion look like for us in the state of michigan or do we have something like that right now that we just don't really talk about?
1: Well, I think each individual coach has mentors or people that they go to, right? So me and you have talked a lot through COVID and that type of stuff of what I, I would ask you questions of, hey, what do you think of this? Or man, this is so different this year. Or like, mm-hmm. what would you do in this? And what would you do that? And I think I have a good group of coaches that I can lean on and talk to them and I think you just can't be afraid to talk to them right so there's right. there's two incidents that I that just pop right in my mind and it was in 2018 I was I was eating at this burger joint with all my re- my wrestlers we were just kind of waiting and chilling around and there's Mitch Hancock he just didn't right up
0: oh sorry about that you're fine, but put <laughs> So you're at the burger joint. I apologize. It's, uh... No, you're fine, man. So, <laughs>
1: you know, like I, you know, I, I started to say, you know, I know coaches and, you know, that's through social media. That's through communication. You know, you got coaches all over the, the state. Right? right. So, you know, we're eating down at this burger joint and you know, Mitch Hancock came in and he saw me and we eye contact and he was like, Hey, how's it going? You know, like just shooting the shit, like, you know, cause he knew that connection, right? Mm-hmm. Like coaches know that connection. Like, Hey, I know what you're doing and I'm thankful for what you've done. Hey, I, I've seen you in action. You're doing a great job or whatever. It's never, I've never had a negative thing with another coach. Right. So it's, it's about that kind of mm-hmm. thing. Um, and then I, it was actually the first year that I met you, we were down at team regionals for, at Davison, mm-hmm. you know, and we had some kids that, um, got into a little bit of trouble at the end of the year. And I, you know, we had talked about it and, um, you know, Hey, stick to your guns and stuff like that, you know, and we kept on wrestling we did all that stuff. And Roy Hall came up to me and was like, hey, dude, how's it going? Like, thanks for coming down. You know, we really appreciate it, stuff like that. And, you know, I joked with him and I said, hey, one of these times you're going to have to come up to Traverse City West. And he kind of laughed. And and uh, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, in 2018, with that new rule, of the district hosting, he had to come up to Traverse City West. <laughs> you know? and right we had a conversation there too. Right. So mm-hmm. it, it doesn't make a difference, the caliber of the coach. I think coaches know that you put in a lot of time, you put in your heart and soul into the program, into the kids, right? Into your friendships. And you do sacrifice a lot of time away from your own family. Right. So I think wrestling coaches develop that family bond anyways, just to know, Hey, you know, I know what you're feeling. I know what you're going through, that kind of thing. So I think there is some type of coaches connection, you know. Um, I know the the MWA and all that, they do such a good job of keeping coaches together. You know, you got the clinics and stuff like that. So right. I, I think there is. And I think coaches, especially last year, did a hell of a job um, keeping it together and stuff like that. So um,
0: I, th- I think there is, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is one of the things that we talk about, how that look. I know from, you know, I'm a teacher, so uh, I'm starting a new position at, at the place I work at, in Penn County, and usually new teachers get what's called a mentor teacher, where they're the person you go to to ask questions about everything, and I, I don't know, <laughs> like a coaching mentorship program, how that technically looks from the lens of an educator, because everybody's school systems are different do you go to do you make a longtime coach like a i'll give an example tim mcdonald the head baseball coach at bay city western who's won two state titles would he be the guy to be the ultimate mentor for the young coaches in the building at bay city western like i don't i don't know (laughs) like is it so just trying to find some ideas of what that looks like and, and hoping that these uh, young coaches understand that everybody, I shouldn't say everybody, but the majority of coaches are very approachable no matter their level of defined success, which I think is is kind of weird because we talk about um, people that have won titles, people that have been on the doorstep of winning titles, and, and realistically, how do we measure success? Are our kids, you know, doing well academically? Are they becoming better citizens of society? Those are sometimes not as measurable as the athletic accomplishments.
1: Yeah. And I also agree um, with everything you just said. However, I I also would want to reiterate that you don't have to talk to wrestling coaches. It can be basketball coaches, tennis coaches, you know, swim coaches, football coaches, anything like that. And I, you know, I, I'm able to talk to them at, You know, we have required meetings through the school where we talk and sit and hey, what does this work for fundraising? You know, player costs, fees, stuff like that, and you really work together on that and how to make things work. So I don't think you just need to keep it within wrestling too. You can branch off to other sports as well,
0: right? So, so for you, like I I just I'm paraphrasing a little bit. Coaching is a larger fraternity than just the the small bubble that we have for wrestling you can actually reach out to other coaches and other fields to ask them questions because outside of the rules and everything else communicating with parents setting up a program they all look very similar to each other regardless of what sport you coach
1: oh absolutely yeah i mean and that also goes to you know multi-sport athletes you Mm -hmm. know what if they excel in we'll just say football and then they come into my room and I'm, and they're not really into it hundred percent, right. They're, they're just there to better themselves as football. How do you, how do you talk to them? Well, you go to the football coaches and say, Hey, this is what's going on with my guy. Like how, what's the angle here? What can I work with him here? And, and that works out, you know, or vice versa, you know, a wrestler does cross country because he wants to be in shape for wrestling. The cross country coach might come to me and say, Hey, like, is he in it? Like what kind of things can I do to help him out? And you know, it's because at the end of the day, you want to make the kid successful. You know, we're just here to guide guide them. So if I can help the cross country coach with one of my wrestlers to make them a better cross country runner, to make them better as a wrestler, that's a win-win-win situation. And I and I like those.
0: Yes, no, we most definitely man uh, <laughs> so many th- like I, I just appreciate your 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 advice to the coaches and everything else and, and and this little talking about the kind of the professional development of coaches and seeking those that have had success and and, and just I don't know I, I think everybody wants to be successful and to find success what it is in your program is really up to you but be able to reach out to those people and don't be afraid the worst thing they can say is no I don't want to talk to you which I I am 99.99% certain no coach is going to turn you away if you ask for advice. And most of them will talk your ear off too.
1: Right? So, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I, and I think what you're doing with these podcasts is super important because it gives coaches opportunity to speak what they want to speak as well. You know, so I'm a huge fan.
0: Thank you. I, I appreciate it. I appreciate the support and everything else. Well, Rusty, thank you so much, man. I appreciate our friendship, uh, coaching battles that we had together. I, I still remember uh, us doing the battle of the at, at the Armory. Um, what a fantastic night for wrestling that was, and 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 we gave the fans a real treat. And and the things that you do, you're a great man, great husband, great father, and and continue success as you move into year seven with the Titans of Traverse City West.
1: Hey, I appreciate it, Isaiah, and I appreciate all you do coaches keep on getting those kids out it's going to be another hard year and promote female wrestling we need more females that's that's what we need so guys keep on doing what you're doing appreciate being a part of the the coaching squad in michigan and again isaiah appreciate the
0: time thank you take care thank you for listening to the coach t
1: podcast by my dad